Kalani Sataki, kind enough to join us on the Sprint special guest line. Kalani, how are you? Hey, Kalani. Gentlemen, how you doing? I'm doing well. Not as good as you are. You get another class under your belt, and uh, at least for a day or so, you get to breathe a little bit easier. Do you not? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited about about all these guys. I think every coach is saying that. We say that every year, you know, but I just really like these uh, these young men and uh, enjoy getting to know their families, and I love recruiting. I think that's a that's a, such a cool part of, of, of our game and uh, being able to just connect with so many people. So it's been a lot of fun, and I'm really proud of our coaches and just uh, excited to get these young men. I know, you know, half of them I had to say goodbye to for two years, but uh, we get we get to bring them back in a couple of years. But, um, and, uh, you know, for the guys that are joining us this year, this fall, I'm excited to see them play. Coach, I wanted to ask you about maybe almost on a personal level, like what what's the best way for a recruit to handle – when he's made his decision and whether he's coming to you or not coming to you, what's the best way for a recruit to handle that? Do you like the recruits to call you personally? Do the parents call you? Like, how do you, how do you handle these recruits when they're making their decisions? Well, I think the, the, you make it easy to them by just communicating a lot uh, during the recruiting process where they feel comfortable uh, just telling you where they're, where they're feeling, you know, and, and um, I, my mindset is just, uh, you shouldn't they shouldn't be nervous to call you either way you know what i mean and i think the the hardest part for a young man is to call and say no to some coaches and that's uh but that's a huge part of growing up too i mean hans you had to do that uh to a lot of places when you when you decided to come here you know back in the day and yeah. and yeah. Uh, we've all been through that but that's that's kind of part of growing up and and uh, part of the transition to becoming a man is, 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 is and becoming an adult is making those decisions and then um, being able to, to talk to those that, that you're turning down and then also being embraced by those that, that are that the school that you're going to go to. So I think it's a cool part about it, but I think there's a lot of great coaches out in co- college coaching and, and recruiting that uh, make it easy for a young man. I think it's even hard when, <clears throat> when a kid recruit, uh, a recruit commits somewhere, uh, the coaches don't just stop. You know, they bombard them and come after them really hard. And, and the guys that are able to, to stand their ground and <laughs> stay committed to their schools, um, I've seen a lot of growth in those young men and those that have kind of looked at, at other places and felt it out. I've seen some growth in them, too. It all depends on individually what they're trying to accomplish. But more than anything, it's just giving the young men what they wanted, what they want in life. And, um, you know, the last thing I want is a, a, a kid to come here wishing he would have gone somewhere else. And so it's, it's a, kind of a learning process and a, and a growing process for, for him. And I'm just glad to be part of the whole recruiting deal and be, be involved with them and their parents. What was the uh, what was the conversations like with Devonte Henry Cole when he hit the portal? Uh, because you were able to uh, snag a commitment from him pretty quickly. Yeah, that one was the, the portal was. Uh, I mean, it, I, I don't know who first notified us, but it was, seemed like everyone did. You know what I mean? And so we jumped yeah. on it, and uh, I think Arod was the first one to make contact. And and uh, I mean, we we've known about him just just the fact that we we know our rivals and we know his uh, abilities and. The things that he's been able to do and and uh it's so cool man getting to know him and and uh you know you hear great things about uh about players on the other team and everything but when you get to meet him and you get to feel his gratitude and life and some of the things that he's been through and you know he he is a uh, he and I have a very similar background where we have that that uh that that feeling in the of of gratitude towards Utah and the things that it's done for both of us so we're able to connect with that same with Arod and 
it was cool just seeing the kid that's just looking for an opportunity to to perform at his best and and um I'm glad that we were able to pro- provide that for him you know and he came on his trip and felt really comfortable I think we were getting ready to kind of battle for him a little bit <clears throat> and um he just felt really comfortable and just felt like this was a good place for him and said you know what I'm ready to go and and uh I give a lot of credit to to our coaches, to, to A-Rod and to Fessy and to Grimes, allowing getting him in a position where he can have a great visit, get him communicated with the graduate department. I mean, we had the biology department was awesome, and they were able to take time and such short notice to just come and meet with him and explain to him and look at his transcripts and able to, to feel him. You know, I think that was a, such a cool uh, um, interview for him to, to, for the graduate school is that they got to meet the guys in charge and they got to feel his spirit and, and it was just like it was a knockout deal for, for us and, and for him and he felt really comfortable as a place that he can work on his graduate uh, as, as a graduate um, um, you know transfer and get a, work on a master's degree here and, and we get the benefit of getting a really uh, experienced and explosive player to run the ball for us, and he can catch out of the backfield too. So it's 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 a it's a win-win for us and for him and and uh, you know for our program what we're trying to get done as an with an offense. And he he gelled really quickly with the players, and and um, it wasn't even it was like not even a hard transition for him to get to get to hang out with our guys. Coach, we were talking with Coach Gary Anderson about. Um, bringing in missionary recruits and then sending them out and then having missionaries return. He said that he recruited, I think, six missionaries that will be leaving, four are returning. And I'm just curious, how difficult is that to manage missionaries leaving and coming back? And and what do you do when a missionary comes back early? Well, yeah, so I think that's kind of the um, the, the deal is being able to um, uh, having the, the ability to – adapt and, and change your numbers, you know, and, and depending on uh, how long a guy goes on a mission. It's, we have missionaries that go on missions, and, you know, it's like <clears throat> those guys that have served missions, they they start to feel the rhythm of all of it in the last six months, and a, a good number of our missionaries extend their missions and, and try to stay out six weeks longer, and so uh, that changes things up, and so we have to be able to push them to the next semester or um, try to find a way to get if there's enough time to get them in shape and what we've done is look at the analytics the data of, of missionaries coming home when's the best time for them to come home and to start their 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 schooling and and also depending on their position you know we've got to gather all this data and it seems like uh, we have a good plan for every one of these young men but they can still throw uh, some wrinkles in it by when they return um, if they come home early because they're able to come home in an earlier transfer on time or extend their 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 dates and so it becomes a little bit uh difficult to manage but <clears throat> we have a lot of guys that have missionary backgrounds and coaches that have recruited a bunch of missionaries so this isn't something that's uh that's too difficult for us but it, it does take a little bit of uh, uh being you know being creative and trying to create numbers and trying to um trying to balance it all but uh, I I feel really confident with what we've been able to do so far <clears throat> Kalani Sataki, kind enough to join us right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. You know, there's there's some out there that might say that the, the brand of BYU may not be what it once was, but you go out there on the recruiting trail and you say, I'm the head coach at BYU, that still resonates in so many homes. How much pride does that bring you to be able to, to, you know, to wear that logo into a kid's home and say, I want you to come here to a very unique experience where we can make you a better person? 
Yeah, I mean that's that's it, it means it means the world to me, you know, to be able to uh, like I grew up a BYU fan from from when I was a baby, you know. So um, <clears throat> the fact that I got to play football here for a legendary coach like Lavelle Edwards and wonderful teammates like Hans and others, you know, and and have that that family feeling and have friendships for life. Um, <clears throat> that going to give me opportunities in, in my profession that I chose and, and being at all those various experiences. Then now being the head coach at BYU, uh, it, it's an honor for me to be at this place. And so I'm trying to represent BYU and trying to find the guys who are the right fit for this place and, and uh, that, can, that can function well on the football field but also off the field and in the classroom. It's, it's, a, it's a unique um, deal, and, and, and I'm enjoying every part of it. I mean, that's, uh, you, you have to develop some guys, but, you, you know, this year, Year, I think we have more ready guys that are ready to play. Some of them are going on missions and will develop a little bit more on their missions. But for the most part, I feel even the missionaries, this group that we're bringing in, can take the field for us if we need them to. You know, and then uh, they have the speed, the size, the length, the athleticism to do that. And a lot of them have been recruited and have been committed for years. You know, not just guys that, that committed recently, but like there's a good group of guys in this list that have been that have held off other recruiters and held off opportunities to grow in the rankings and earn more stars or whatever everybody's interested in. And I'm, I'm just thankful that they were able to do that because like I said earlier, they've grown a lot and I've seen, I've seen the growth and, and, and the, the, the things that they've been able to do and staying, staying strong to BYU is going to pay off in the long run. And as a head coach, I've, I've seen all these guys from, from those those guys that have been committed for a long time to the ones that we have to win over and try to beat some schools on to the ones that um you know just feel like this is the best place for them as as a as a transfer so uh the whole spectrum of it I get to enjoy it and get to be a part of it and it's an honor for me to be the head coach coach I wanted to get your thoughts on some of the guys that that miss spring because of the timing with missions that come in for fall and there's two guys in particular that I wanted to ask you about that I, I was looking at their film, and I'm hoping that they can come in and give the defensive line a little bit of help. Andrew Slack and Tanner Baker, can you kind of talk about those two guys? I think that they're fall additions, right? They're coming in for fall camp. They won't be there for spring ball. But are those a couple of guys that could potentially help? Um, no, Slack's here right now. So he, he's, he's in – you know, Andrew Slack is a guy that um, played at Springville and then – led his team to a state championship in basketball and was one of the best players in, on the court through that whole tournament, you know, and, and um, he, he served a mission, came home, and we were able to work him out a little bit and have him push his his, uh, his enrollment until January, so he's here for for spring, um, and he's a big body, 6'5", 290, he can play D-tackle for us, and he's got enough explosiveness where we can probably move him around a little bit. A guy that, <clears throat> that you're probably not mentioning at D-line is Tyler Batty, who had a ton of offers even early in his recruitment and then we were able to hold some guys hold some schools off and get him here served a mission and he's looking really good right now he's from Payson and uh you know we, we he's he was a big time guy and um I think he's he's looking really good right now he's at 6'5 about 255 right now and he's here for spring <clears throat> and uh, the other D lineman, Tanner Baker, will join us probably around June. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. He was here before he went on his mission. And um, he so he played a year before he went on. It's a red shirt. So uh, those guys will be able to bulk up our D line a little bit. And, and then we have some other guys that I think can contribute right away. But uh, we also have a lot of guys that are returning. So I think that's going to be able to provide us some pass rush and give us some uh, some disruption at the line of scrimmage, which we we will always need here at BYU. 
<clears throat> how much do you uh, how much do you prefer multi-sport athletes? I love them. Yeah, I just like competitors. I like guys that um, want to do something and compete. It doesn't really matter what what it is. So uh, I don't think I don't know if they have to be great at it, but. It seems like if you're, a, if you're a competitive person, you you don't want to watch other people play. You'd rather be in the game yourself, you know. So uh, I like guys that play baseball, that play that play basketball, that wrestle. You know, a lot of wrestlers are, are they have a unique. It's an individual sport, and you have to be tough to do that. I just like guys that compete, and so um, in track and field, guys that want to race and, and want to show how fast and explosive they are. So that, that's always going to be something that's important to me. I, I just really believe that. The multi-sport guys are the guys that have this drive inside of them to just always want to win. Well, Coach, we appreciate your time. Congratulations on the day. Uh, all it does is just reset it for 2021. They don't let they don't let you sit and enjoy it very long, do they? <laughs> no, yeah, we have move on to 2021. Can't really enjoy 2020 so far, but uh, it's going to be a fun year. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. Great job, Coach. Kalani Sataki right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.